Hi, welcome to Dark Horse Matters with Bev. This podcast is a place where creative minds and ambitious souls can come to share their journey and just talk about a lot of people I interview here are entrepreneurs, business owners, and just passionate people who want to talk about their pursuit in life and what they're trying to achieve. And my hopes for this podcast is to inspire others to really look at what they want to do in life and just take action and go after it. We live in such an amazing country that we have the freedom to pursue our happiness. Why don't we, right? Why don't we take you know, initiative and really, really work towards intently going after our true happiness in life. And that's what I want to inspire in people on this show. So um, please subscribe to this channel and share it with your friends because I have a plethora of guests that are coming to share such amazing, amazing stories and just um, powerful ways on impacting the community. So today I have a incredible guest. I'm so happy to introduce her to you. Um, I've known her for a couple of decades. Um, I've looked up to her for many years. She is such a strong entity of energy and um, just a powerful leader. We work together in um, financial services industry, and um, she is just an incredible source um, of education and just She's helped so many people and I look up to her. I want to be just like her when I grow up. <laughs> so I am so excited to introduce you to her so she can share her story of how she got here and um, why she's doing this really important crusade and journey. So um, everybody, welcome Aisha Versi. Hello, everybody. Hello, Beverly. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for being here. I, I really appreciate you coming to share your story with everyone because um, I, I've known you for years and um, I just feel so fortunate that I had, you know, a mentor like you, not only just now in this business, but just in life. Um, we've been through a lot together and, you know, we've been through a, a time where you know, we kind of disconnected too. And that was probably when we both had kids around the same time. Right. A lot of times when you have, when you're a parent, you just kind of focus <laughs> just on being a parent, you know, but yeah. um, I'm so happy that we reconnected and that you're here and we're working together and I get to see you every week. I know me too. Likewise, Bev, such a blessing, right? Such a blessing. Yes. So I wanted to start by just um, going down memory lane and just trying to think about what my very first encounter with you was like. And I, I thought about it and gosh, I mean, I was like a baby at the time. I was 19 years old. I was 19 years old, 18 or 19. I can't remember. And, um, you were 27 at the time. Um, I remember I was, I got my, my first job in retail was at nine West with Jones of New York. Actually, they weren't even with Jones of New York at that time it was it was that long ago but um we were under a, i was under a different management at first and i was with the company maybe for like a couple of weeks before you came on board but i what i remember very specifically was the shift in the culture and the way the store was uh managed when when you came on it was so different like the the previous manager she was really fun and um everybody loved her and but as far as organization was and productivity, yeah, 
I mean, I just remember the big, huge box of mismatched shoes that we had to search for. And when you have only a few minutes to help a customer, you know, that took a really long time and it just made us look very unprofessional sometimes. But I remember when you came on board, um, uh, it was just immediately different. Like there was this organized, like, you know, the stock room had like this color coded, like wall of, <laughs> of you I and mean, you could not lose a shoe because you knew exactly where it was and i was just like oh my god like this is amazing you know and after that i just remember just hanging onto your coattail and just learning anything that i could from you and you just really taught me what the tr what true customer service was and which you know is kind of a dying thing these days you know <laughs> like you don't even interact yeah. with people anymore <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and yeah i just really really learned a lot from you and um just in how to talk to people and um communication and customer service i just really appreciate that and gosh that was such a long time ago <laughs> you know Bev. before i even i just want to say thank you for this opportunity and um for me it's actually a blessing that you and i come back again reconnected again because you know, now you're doing this, I'm just super proud of you, you know, and just the professionalism you have and just the growth, you know, as a, as a woman trying to pursue your dreams and what you want to accomplish as well. This is so amazing. And I'm just so proud of you. And, you know, going back, like you said, when we, when we, <laughs> we met many years ago in retail, that's just making me laugh because I just remember that you and your sister and your friends and and, and then me coming in there as, as a new manager in, in the in the you know environment but i think what i remember of you is you were fun but also that you were hard working you were a very hard working young young lady you know and so when you came even with all the shock of change you adapted really fast and i love that about you because you didn't worry about oh since I changing our fund manager is gone. It's like you adapted. And to me, that showed, showed a lot of maturity even for a young person. And you were so fun because you have so many friends. <laughs> they always come <laughs> to look for you. And, and, and so that was, that was just wonderful. That was wonderful. So I remember that and you and your sister. And sometimes I said, are you guys playing a trick on me? I say, who is it? Is this Beverly or Kim? What? Like double, what is going on here? And he said, oh yeah, that's my sister. So that, that is what I remember. Just the fun times that even though I was a manager that was kind of strict and, and concise in what I did and organized and just with productivity and just helping everybody out. I, I love the fact that I had you because you guys were fun. You made it fun. You made it made it the time go bad. I actually have photos of you and I standing taking pictures and when we had all those merchandise in, in, in the you know in the store. It's so, just so great. So and, that's and what I remember. And, and don't forget fun. the Christmas parties. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we have Christmas parties. See, I said Beverly is a fun house. We go to the yeah. I used to host <clears> the Christmas party every I year. I know, <laughs> and she makes that chicken man. They fry this chicken that we have to eat. It's just delicious. You know, I remember that as if it was just yesterday when we go to your your, your apartment, you and your sister, and everybody's at, always at Beverly's house and myself. Even though I love to hang with them, you know, it's just so much fun. And and then and then you did my photo shoot through through that time. I still have the pictures on my wall. It's just it was amazing times. It was it, it was. was. And I just remember I had the ghettoest apartment, but we I always hosted the Christmas party every year, and everybody wanted to be there because it just had that energy, you know. So much fun! <laughs> so much fun. We just laughed and had a great time. Yes, definitely. That's so, what I remember. 
So Aisha, um, I wanted to talk about um, like your your journey on coming to leaving your country. Like what um, what inspired you? Like what was your drive and your intent for leaving home? Because you're what country are you from? Let's tell the from audience Nigeria. that. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm from Nigeria. Um, my my parents, you know, it was amazing. I think it's funny how when you are who you are and there's this dream you have for yourself. And I remember when I was in high school, we have these magazines that came from America and you see all this, you know how the, all the, uh, the stories you watch on TV, what, what do they call them? Um, like the soap show, operas? Soap operas, but they're <laughs> in books, right? But it's in a book form. And then it tells you the story with all of them walking and talking and then you see, and then with the little blobs and but they're all from America. And so a friend, maybe they travel abroad, they bring it and you read, you're like, oh my gosh, I wish my life would be like this one day. Never thinking that this will ever happen. Isn't it amazing that what you, what you internalize and hope for becomes reality? So um, one of my friends just came back from the United States and we're just, you know, just chatting in college and say, no, Aisha, I think we should go to America one day. I said, I would love to go to America one day. And then I, I thought it was a big joke. And I told my parents, I said, mom, dad, you know what? My friend said, maybe one day I will to go to America. They said, what? I said, yeah. I said, wouldn't that be amazing to go to America, to go to school? But dad said, if it's true, honestly, it'd be great. And I said, would you let me go though? He said, well, if it is God's will, of course, if it's God's will, he opened the way for you to go. And kid you not, it actually happened. My friend came and then she went for, she came back and said, Aisha, you know, we're gonna go. Let's go, I'll get our visas and we'll, we'll go. And we went, I went, I couldn't believe it. We got a visa and we left, we came to America, 1992. 1992, so what state did you come, was it always Los Angeles? Always Los Angeles. I've always been in California my entire time in the United States. And wow. Um, yeah, so we came and, and then when we came, it was for, for, to go to school, we wanted to go to school. And the goal was to get the education, graduate and go back home. Literally, it wasn't to stay here and, 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 and have a life. No, it was to come, get the education and then go back and impact the knowledge back home. Uh, Cause there's something about when you study, cause for us, education is everything for us, right? So if, so if you figured if you go, you, you, you study and, and you graduate, then you take that degree and go back home and, and get an incredible, job there and help just help the whole the whole country or your whole state but then of course things change and then i'm here how many how many brothers and sisters do you have well i'm one of 10 10 and were you the only one who left home i'm the one and only generation of my family in this country just wow me. that is yeah. so incredible um i'm sure you know everyone in your family looks up to you that you're oh. so brave <laughs> and even sometimes when I sit down and I think about it, it's it's quite an accomplishment to for a woman to leave way home back from Africa and come and still with no brother, sister, dad, mom, just make decision on your own. And then with friends on along the way, people like you and and everybody along the way, and and just form this new identity and new family structure. You know, what I mean? it's it's amazing, really. Even thinking about it, like that's. That's pretty crazy. So when you first arrived in LA, like, how did you feel? Was it like culture shock? Like, I mean, I'm sure it was like, 
did you get scared and like did you like get homesick and want to just quit and go home Beverly that's a great question when I arrived I remember honestly in my mind's eye just like it was yesterday it was actually a day like this because um it was kind of drizzling like a little mist in the air and I was so eager to come because it was such a long journey it's like 18 hours it's very long journey so when we arrived and the airport was so busy and I've never been to anything like that before where there's airport, there's people everywhere. And then you go through immigration and then you come out. And then I remember when we just, when their doors open out of the airport and you walk out into the street and I just looked at them like, oh my God, it's beautiful, right? So that, was, that, that my first impression was beauty and awe. Like, this is amazing. And You're then when all the, the smog in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the brown air. It's so beautiful. It, I know, right? It was like, but to me, it was like, oh, this is different. And <laughs> I think it was more because it's more buildings, like big buildings that I'm not used to. I'm used to more like regular, but big buildings. And 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 then it was drizzling. And when the driver picked us up and we're driving up down the freeway, I can remember looking out the window. Till today, when I drive on the freeway, that feeling comes back. It's just a feeling of a lot of cars passing you by and you're driving. And it's just beautiful that was my I can relate to that because um I'm from Hawaii originally and the first time I ever came to LA I had that same feeling I was just like oh my god it was just so overwhelming you know and different from Hawaii <laughs> you know it was a culture shock for me too even though it's I'm from the same country you know but <laughs> I know because it's so different right yeah and but then I, I know you asked about you know did I feel Yes, I did. I, after a while, the thing that shocked me the most in America is no, you see cars with no people. While in Africa, there's more food traffic. You see more people. People, there's more people than cars. So not seeing that is just so. I thought it would maybe because we're driving from the freeway, but then when we moved to our apartment, it was still the same. You don't see anybody. That was kind of weird to me, and I, for a while, I didn't like that because your home all the time there's nobody coming in well in africa because people are already up 6 a.m they already said their prayers already they're already out and about they come to your house knock on the door good morning how's everybody doing they sit down for a minute and then more people are coming in the house you're just used to that and they hear there's nobody for days nobody yeah i i mean yeah i i I never thought about it that way, but you're you're right. It's like there's people everywhere, but you don't interact with people unless it's there's a very specific intent to. That's not yeah. That is so. That was that. I cried after. I think the first first week was fun because it's new and different, and you went to McDonald's for the first time. Like, what is this? I didn't want. What is this? <laughs> what is this? They say eat it together. I'm like, oh okay. Oh, and then you ate, and then you're like, wow, what is this? Everything was what is this? But then you loved it, it was fun. And then after a while you look around like, this is it. And and then nothing, and you just start crying. Like, cause you're used to people come to the house. That was a shock that was more painful. The, the disconnected from people. But right. I loved what I saw on the outside, but that was different. No people around. So what was your very first job that you got when you came when I was when I wasn't after college, or actually I was still in college, and then I I started working at Jack in the Box. That was my first. Ironically, that was the first job I applied for when I was sixteen, but I didn't get the job. 
ironically, it was Jack in the Box too. Jump <laughs> on Jack in the Box. <laughs> I got a job on Jack in the Box, really, and I will walk to night because my apartment is close to the place of work, so I just walk walk to my place of work, and I loved my job. I was so dedicated. When I just I yeah. that table. I wipe that table with <laughs> you can think about. I just picture you. You ever seen that movie Coming to America with um, yeah. Eddie Murphy? Yes. I just picture you like Akeem. You know, he was mopping the floor with totally. such pride. With pride, man. It, uh, if I, if I, my my manager was like, "What kind of a person is this one?" Table <laughs> with all pride and make sure everything is like straight. Do you um, remember yeah. me at Nine West? How much pride I took in mopping the floor too. I didn't let anybody mop. That was like my yeah. job. I'm gonna mop the floor. I I, <laughs> I got it. I got it, guys. I remember that. Oh, yeah, man. so funny. We're we're, we're so me. alike in so many ways. We are. I think now that we're we're now moms, I see that. That's why I was like, I said, Bev, you and I are so similar. It's so funny. It's like crazy. But um, yeah. So I would clean the table. Do you know? I actually move up the rank so quickly because they say. Well, this is I became a manager right away because I said I was so dedicated. I was never late for work. Never. I'm not ever surprised. Never. I'm not surprised about that. So, How did you find your way to the fashion industry? Ah, you know, it's so exciting because when I, I went back home, I want to be a pharmacist because in Africa, it's like you're a doctor, lawyer, pharmacist. Okay. Nothing else will do for your family. Doctor, I'm like, so when I came to America, I said, oh, I can be in fashion. When I went to college, when I sat around with the counselor, they said, yeah. I said, fashion class? That's what I want to do. They're like, oh, I thought you said pharmacy. Uh, I said, no, there's fashion. Honestly, that was how I switched from wanting to do pharmacy straight to fashion. So I did that in college and I was actually so much fun. My professors were amazing, amazing professors. And I learned so much from them. And that was how it began. My, my journey in fashion industry, graduated tops and, and, and have a minor in consulting, fashion consulting, and then started my journey. And you just fit the role. Like ever since I met you, you're always so well put together. I've never seen you look terrible. I mean, with, you know what I mean? Like you're always like put together. Like I've never seen you like walking around in sweats and like flip flops. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen that side you know, of you. That's so funny. It's so true. And even my husband said that too. But you know what? My dad was in the military. I was born and raised in a military base. So I'm used to very uh, structure. I'm used to structure and neatness and preciseness. My mom was the same way. Even in her cultural clothing, she was put together. Everything went together. She, you know, everything that she had on was clean. You know, there was no just messy, never, you know. And so we grew up in that kind of environment. So I just, I, think, I get I just continue that way and I didn't even think about it because we're all the same we're all like that you know so it's so funny but yeah so um I was just thinking about that time when when we both had kids because I know um your daughter Elizabeth and my daughter Malia I mean or George wait how old is Elizabeth now she's eight okay yeah she's the same age as Malia I think it's Malia uh -huh. yeah so we had kids the same time like and during this time I mean, thank God for Facebook. Otherwise, we probably would never have even at least like we had a way to peer into each other's lives, you know. <laughs> but um, during that time, I mean, it was a long time that you were uh, just, you know, diving into parenthood and, you know, you took some time off of work. How did uh, at what point did you have that desire to, to start working again? And what what how did you find um, this career that you're in right now? 
you know, it's amazing how, like you said, when you become a parent, things change. And um, when I became a mom, um, I, I, I say, you know what, I can't, I can't do this. And my husband say, you know what, when we have children, one of us has to be at home to take care of the kids. So I, I made the choice and I stayed home for 11 years and just took care of the kids, literally 100% mom, like focus and a housewife. And then once my daughter wasn't going to school and I said, wow, I was home for a while. I, this is it. I just, I just stay home and everything looks great. Everything is done. I, I make ditch my friends, have coffee. Well, you get tired of that. I'm like, well, I don't want to be doing that. I want to do more. I, I, I can't just keep doing it. And I have so much, uh, I have a degree. And then I also have such, you know, incredible uh, knowledge of being a manager. And I need to use my skills. So I went, when I went to church, I spoke to one of my friends. I said, look, I'm looking for something that will allow me to have freedom when I don't have to clock in and clock out. I make my own hours and I can give back. I just want to do something that I can give back so that whatever my knowledge I have, I can impact to other people. She said, well, let me think about it. I think I have a friend that works in the financial industry. You might, you might the way you carry yourself, that might fit you. That's exactly what she told me. I said, I said, oh my gosh, so funny. And then she gave me the number and we connected. And really that was how I went to the to the presentation, to the business overview. And when I got there and knowing who I was in the fashion industry and working in retail for so many years as a manager for so many years. And when I walked into the environment and I said, wow, these are all professionals. I said, this is where I want to be. Like, I didn't even know what was going on, what they were going to tell me about the business. I just loved the environment. And that was it. And that was how I switched. And I said, you know, I'm going to relaunch my career. And whatever these people have, whatever I have to do to be like these people, I want to do it. And that's exactly what I did. And literally started started my career in the financial industry. That's um, amazing. I, You know, it's funny how when you intently look for something, the right thing tends to find you, right? Especially, you know, I, I mean, I just find that very, very um very interesting how when you intently look for something, you know, the doors kind of just open up and you find your way. Yes, and yes, it does. So I wanted to ask you, because um, during quarantine, like in March, I mean, quarantine started in, in March and I was out of work from March through May. Um, what compel, because I mean, you've been in the business for probably four years before mm -hmm. I even realized what you're doing. And, you know, we were kind of out of touch for such a long time. What compelled you to put me at the top of your 25 list, you know, to call me? It is so amazing. So like you talked about Facebook. So I saw you on Facebook. I said to myself, Beverly, I, I need to get back. I find Beverly. I know she, I said, no matter what, she's a musician. She's out there. I know I'll find her. I know. So I typed Beverly and I put your last name because I know to spell your last name. And then it came up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can find her. So I found you on Facebook. But then I, I just say, how are you doing? I said, oh, she has two kids. Oh my gosh. Cause I didn't know you had kids. I'm like, oh my gosh, she has two beautiful children. Oh my gosh. She's a mom like me. I gotta find her. So I just, and then I went on Instagram and then I said, oh, her kids. But in the business, because you want people that you care about in the business with you, because the, the business thrives in one market, people that you care about, people that know you, you don't, that's where you thrive in the business. So I said, oh my, I have, to, I have to talk to Beverly. 
I said, I have to find a way to find her, get her phone number and chat with her. And then I think I, I texted you several times on Instagram. I said, hey, send me your contact number. Because I said, I, I got to get a hold of her. I have to tell her what's going on, find out how I can help her with the kids and kind of give her some tips on what's going on. Because I you kid about you. You know, it was so funny because like during that time I was off for two months. You called me like toward the end of quarantine, like the, uh, in May. And I was literally sitting on my couch with a pen and a paper, jotting down ideas of how I was going to increase my income or how I could take, you know, control of my finances. And I was just like, what am I going to do? And then literally you called and I was just like, you know, when you told me about the opportunity, I, I didn't even i didn't i was not skeptical i immediately saw it as an opportunity and i just thank you for that because like um you know i was it was the timing was right i was sitting there looking for it and and like i said it's interesting when you intently look for something the doors kind of just open up for you and I, i'm so blessed like that the timing was right and when you called I appreciate you so much for thinking. And, and, and I, and I, on the other hand too, I'm so blessed and grateful that you trust me enough and take me up on it because I know that you, you, you came on board because you knew me and you trusted me. And that is why, that's how our business thrive. It's because you know me, Aisha is not going to let me do something that is not good for me. She's going to really help me and show me something that will be a good fit. And, and I'm so glad that you, you're right, because if I was presented with this opportunity from anyone else, I probably wouldn't have reacted the same way. I mm -hmm. that's that's very true. Mm -hmm. So it really is the timing and, you know, just, you know, the circumstance that you're in when you're looking for an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So um, can you give us an idea of um, exactly what and give the audience an idea of what your mission is, your personal mission on why you're doing this and what you hope to accomplish, you know, um, over the next, I don't know, five, 10 years. Thank you for that question. Um, you know, I, I don't, that's such a powerful question you just asked me right now. And I think all of us, every single one of us has been given an incredible calling and the calling is personal and is what keeps us at, up at night when we wake up at night. And it's important that we, we capture that and find a way to live through that because that's where our fulfillment will come from. So this opportunity to me, because I prayed about it and when I took this opportunity and I saw, wow, this can change my life. And apart from that, because our mission, the crusade of this mission, of this industry, particularly our you know, platform is no family left, no families left behind. And I love that because my family have suffered a lot of you know medical tragedies back home so i feel that my my goal or my my mission in, in, in or crusade in this is to do my best so that i can be able to build a hospital back home really that's my that's just what i want to do build a hospital i know it's a grand grand uh dream and and and, and desire but i believe that that's what keeps me up at night that I need to help people. I need to make a difference. I have to do my part to, to make a difference. So really that's my, that's the goal. And my mission is to build a hospital because I feel that if one family doesn't have to suffer what, what my family went through because there's no appropriate medical care or because they cannot afford it. If I can help one family, then you know what, everything will have, will have been worth it. And um, that is so powerful. Like I, I just appreciate, you know, and, you know, I don't, 
think it's people are afraid to have lofty goals like that. Like that is a huge, huge goal. But I have no doubt that you'd be able to achieve that goal. One, because you're just, um, you know, you're relentless, you know, like you're, you just don't want to stop until you, you get what you want. And, um, and the, the beauty about this business is you get what you want by helping others. You don't, you know what I mean? Like you don't step on people to get what you want. You, the more people you help, the the more you achieve your goals. So it's just so powerful. And for the audience, for those of you guys who are wondering what we what platform we work for, we work for World Financial Group, which is just it's just um, a powerful platform. It's it just makes the opportunity accessible for pretty much anyone. A lot of people who are successful in this business are immigrants from you know different countries like you, and I just find that so inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us, and um, I, I have no doubt that you will you know achieve your dreams and beyond. And I'm so proud to be on your team, and I will help you. You know. Whatever I can do to help you, I will do it. And me too, Beverly. Likewise, you know, you're such an amazing woman and a friend. And I'm just so blessed that, you know, we're back on track. You know, I, I told you, I said, your picture hangs on my wall. Isn't it amazing that whatever you put in front of you actually becomes part of your life? Because you're my wedding. You were one of my bridesmaids. Your picture is has been hanging on the wall of my house for years and look at it we're back on track and now we're back as moms mm -hmm. so blessed and then we're business partners wow I yes love it. it's so much fun and you know what like when this coronavirus the COVID thing kind of you know dies down and I can come to LA to visit finally um I definitely want to do another photo shoot of you ah! I want to take your picture again and just you know capture you and the the growth and we can put a side by side you know oh and the thing is you don't look any you don't look like you aged a single day which is really unfair by the way <laughs> what kind of water are you drinking i know right uh here we i know are. it's not tap water because the tap water in la tastes like chlorine I know. <laughs> but anyways Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming and sharing your story with everyone. I hope it inspires everyone else as much as you inspire me. So thank you, Beverly. You're amazing. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that that that's it. That's for it for this week's episode. And just stay tuned, subscribe, and tune in because we have more and more guests that are gonna inspire all of you out there to take action and achieve your dreams. All right. Until next time, aloha. Aloha.